0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to United Teachers of Lowell's Straight Talk Podcast. This is Amy Bisson. I'm here today with Mickey Dumont. We're the hosts of this weekly podcast produced by and for members of the United Teachers of Lowell. In our weekly podcast, you'll hear about local, state, and national issues that affect our members. You'll also hear about some of the accomplishments of our members. We will keep you up to date with news and decisions that impact all of us. As accustomed as Lowell Public Schools are to non-native English language speakers and learners, there are some special challenges for those students who are newcomers to our school. Today, we have the privilege of speaking with Holly Fleury who teaches first and second grade newcomer students at the STEM Academy at the Rogers School. Teaching newcomers who speak dual languages through a connection to STEM that science, technology, engineering, and math, can be quite a challenge. Through a technology collaboration with Kara Wilkins, Holly envisioned and created a family-friendly website for parents and community members. As we learned in our conversation, Holly created this website with the support of a grant from Matzel, and she will tell us more about that in our conversation that follows. We're here today with Holly Fleury and uh, Holly has some exciting things to share with us and we're putting the spotlight on her today. Holly, you're a teacher of newcomers, first and second grade newcomers over at the STEM Academy. That's right. Can you explain what newcomers are?
1: Sure. At um, at the STEM, we have newcomers um, in two classrooms, first and second, and then another classroom that has third, fourth, and fifth graders. And in our classroom, we have uh, children who are new to the country, who've been here um, not very long because usually when they come in they have only a level one or a level two um, on the WIDA screener or the access test. Mm-hmm. Um, some students, um, you know, have been here for several years but they just don't have the language and they're placed in our room, in our rooms and my room is a self-contained classroom.
0: So you teach all subjects, including helping young learners to acquire English or at least enough English so eventually they can be integrated into other classrooms. Right, right. So and, and Holly,
2: a level one or two means they're limited English proficiency? Correct. Okay. Holly, could you talk a little bit about Matzel? what it is, how did you decide to apply for a grant from it, and what sorts of things did the grant fund? Okay, MATSL is
1: um, the Mass- uh, Massachusetts Association of Teachers of Speakers of Other Languages. So I attended their conference um, late spring uh, for the last few years and I saw that they had um, a grant available and I thought, ah, I put that together with something that I've been thinking about for a while that I didn't have the funds to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I saw that they had a grant, I applied and I got a thousand um, dollar Linda Schulman Innovation Grant.
0: Nice. Yeah. It's wonderful. So. Linda Schulman Innovation Grant is. It, are there uh, restrictions on what they will fund? Can you explain a little bit? Right, about it should that be
1: well? um, for um, to advance pedagogical teaching for children of um, English language learners, non-native speakers. Right, yeah. um, and it's and it doesn't have to be an L teacher. It's just anybody who wants to, you know, help these students. And actually, um, last spring, two other teachers from Lowell got the grants oh, as well.
0: Terrific. Yeah, that's terrific. Hmm.
2: I had a chance to take a peek at your website, and mm-hmm. I have to say it's it's outstanding. Yeah. How do the families react to that? I think, all of that.
1: Um, I'm not quite sure. Um, some mm-hmm. of the ones I spoke to really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the newcomer social worker, who we were really lucky to have for the last few years, um, we just lost because. Funding. Um, She used it as a way to um, visit families, and it was an icebreaker. Mm -hmm. Um, I've sent it out um, as a text to families, and I'm not quite sure, but I think it's eliminated some questions. You know, people understand more what an early release day is. Mm -hmm. They understand what it means if they get um, something from the nurse and what that means.
2: One part that I really liked when you open up the site, you can actually um, link onto the language that you prefer to hear. I thought that was awesome.
0: That is what a way to make people feel more welcome to schools, mm-hmm.
2: right? There's not an audio yet, but I would like a Oh, that would be I good. hope to have that'll an audio. Yeah. Screen. That'll be the next <laughs> yeah, next thing to be, do. That would be good. That's true. How did you get the idea for creating the initial website? How did they come to you?
1: Yeah, it's something that I've been thinking about for a while. One of the reasons is because I would see paras um, being pulled often mm-hmm. to the office to translate and I would start to ask them, what did they ask you? Oh. What were some of the questions they asked you? And it was the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, okay, how can I streamline this? Mm-hmm. And so I thought about that. Then I asked... Um, different people in the building, the nurse, what are the, some of the same questions, the same issues that come up? And it turned out to be the same five things almost for everybody. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it certainly makes it clear so that if a second language parent doesn't understand the first time, they can go back and hit it as many times exactly. as they like. Right. You can so, do that independently. Yeah. yeah. No embarrassment, no right. shaming. That's, that's terrific. That's what it's about. A very important way to outreach to people. Um, so you've got this technology happening schoolwide, mm-hmm. which you um, developed with Carol Wilkins, yes, uh, with her assistance. Yes, yes, she okay.
1: helped make it the vision, the reality. You know, the vision, yeah, the reality. Yeah,
0: they're wonderful that way. You also use technology with your students during your school day. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about? Sure.
1: That? I'm really uh, lucky to have one of these Promethean boards which is uh, essentially a large tablet in the room. Mm -hmm. So a lot of interactive activities. Um, I use it just for my day-to-day life. So I open up my Promethean board, go right to Google Drive. There's my daily message. There's Mm -hmm. links to um, our groupings, different websites that we use all day. Mm -hmm. Um, That way a sub or anybody could just kind of go in there right away. I can um, update it from home. So that's fun. Um, Let's see what else. We use it for the FOSS Web kits. Sure. Um, they have the smart notebook software with it. Well, and so, you know, if I'm working on a, a unit, I can just open it right up and there is all the images and the links to the videos right there for the kids to see. That's true. That's fun. Yeah,
0: that, and I, that's such a good support for second oh, language.
1: It's, you need visuals. You need um, to be able to, um, I won't even say adapt the curriculum, create curriculum um, based on the standards for them to access. And so I need videos. I need um, visuals I need uh-huh. uh, ways for kids to just stand up and link to it. And uh, Veronique was really um, helpful to help me get the notebook software, so I could mm-hmm. use that with it.
2: Do you find that the kids navigate the site pretty much with ease? Use the board with ease? Yes.
1: Yes. Um, last year, by the end of the year, I had students, you know, correcting me and oh. getting up there, and uh, it was <laughs> well, great. That's what, that's what we want to see. It was great because um, I ended up um, adding it as one of our class jobs. So I would just sit there oh, and say, awesome. you know, put it on HDMI 3, put it on HDMI 1. Can you locate this video? And uh, they loved it. And they were able I to navigate it pretty to consult. well. <laughs> I know.
2: What about the kids, Holly? Do you, do a lot of them have internet service at home? A
0: lot so of them So that they would
2: be more adept at you know, being tech savvy. It's hard to say with the newcomers. A okay. lot of them
1: have access to their parents' Uh, phone, they'll talk about the phones, or the okay. tab- some of them will access the tablet, mm-hmm. um, and some of them know, you know, learning the technology, especially logging on, that's, <laughs> under the computers, that's a lot of, um,
0: it's a lot, a lot of instruction, training. a yeah. large learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but I think they, you know, every, they find it pretty intuitive. They're pretty quick learners. Yes, for the most part. As as most children are. Yes. And it's a long day when you don't understand what's going on. So I think they're very excited to learn, um, to see something. So, you know, I always try to imagine if I was spending the day in a Russian classroom, what would I want, Mm
2: -hmm. you know? And um, so I try to always And something. And how long could you actually sit there and, you know, be attentive when you don't even know or understand the language? Right. And that's what they're facing. Right. So we try to keep it moving, and mm-hmm. um,
1: having the technology is, is really helpful because um, we use it for fun, too. Sometimes, like you said, if you know, it gets a long day, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I'll just Skype somebody.
0: Oh, and so we've
1: got to nice. put a large camera on our Promethean board. I'll Skype oh. my daughter in Florida oh, nice. <laughs> oh, cool. walking to class. Or um, oh. I have a brother-in-law in Switzerland, and he will yeah. um, you know, speak to the kids in French or Spanish or, or English, and uh, they'll enjoy that. Wow. So, um, Yeah, or like last year at the end of the year, we recorded them on green screens, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. put fun screens back, you know, on the background, and um, had them interview each other so we could see, you know, how much they've grown. So it was fun. That's that's awesome.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and. like you say, very motivating, breaks up the day, makes it less exhausting when you're trying to focus all the time.
1: Right, right. So now they're just focusing on how fun it is to interview their friend. Oh, yeah. Um, I bet, yeah. And using the
0: language that you want them to use right. as well. That's terrific. So what kind of advice would you have for another teacher who may be listening to this and thinking, hmm, I'd like to go for this kind of activity too? Yeah. Um,
1: for newcomers or for the technology? Do you think? Do you mean?
0: Well, let's start with the technology
1: because, <laughs> um, yeah, I think what I do is make it work for me. So I think, what could I help? What could I use to help me make my day go smoother? Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing. And mm-hmm. then how do how do I can I use it to break up the day? Um, and I think a lot of teachers already do this. You know, every so many minutes in my case it's shorter in my case it's shorter but we get up we sing a song by jack hartman or something like this or Mm -hmm. we do some kind of dance or we learn um you know physically so i would say um make it work for you if it doesn't come naturally then i wouldn't worry about it make you know do something that makes it work for you Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. and uh, as far as newcomers do you have advice for teachers who are teaching Ls who may not be newcomers but may not be particularly skilled in academic language yet? Uh,
1: I think a lot of teachers already know you need a lot of patience. Um, the kids will be in a, um, a silent period for a while, well at least the newcomers, mm-hmm. oh, but I, let's say maybe the L's. You know, patience and um, timing and lots of visuals and explain because I think sometimes um, students understand a lot more, and just because they have the social language, the playground language, doesn't mean they understand everything academically that you're teaching. Yeah. And so to be patient and just let them come along, um, provide a lot of visuals, I think people know it's just yeah. good to be reminded. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, absolutely. For everybody. How, how many actual different kinds of languages are you dealing with? Uh, this year I have five um, different languages. I only have 14 students at the okay. moment.
1: Uh-huh. But it's gone up to 12 languages for 24, 25 students.
0: Mm, that's, that's a lot. And, and that's difficult. And reaching out to a student who speaks a language that you have no real connection to. Well, that's everybody I'm all the of time. African languages in particular. Right, yeah.
1: Right,
2: right. There's, no, there's no translation going on for anybody.
0: Yeah. Have there been any
2: stumbling blocks that you can think of regarding using any of this technology? <laughs> or, or has it been smooth as silk <laughs> uh,
1: I really enjoy it so when there's a when there's um, something that comes up that I can't manage mm-hmm. and I can reach out to one of the um, to the IT department's been great or to one of the in- instructional te- um, technology specialists they've been great so I enjoy that part okay. um, but sometimes it's frustrating when something doesn't work um, and you have to come up with a plan B. Yes. Everybody knows that. But you have
2: pretty good support.
1: Yes, I'd say so. What's, Typically, yeah. Yeah. What's funny yeah. is I was thinking about this today. Is just trying to get somebody logged in now into Google Classroom. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're telling them to sign in and sign in with their name. And so I put their name in lowercase letters so it would be easy. Mm-hmm. And then so that they didn't have to press all caps. Well, they're looking for the L and they can't find the L uh-huh. because they don't know... Their uppercase from their lowercase, okay. oh, so you know yeah. it can take a whole block yeah. for some people to get to that point. Yeah. Um, but no, I think in general I really enjoy it. So um, I doesn't
0: problems aren't insurmountable. Good, that's you know, good. That's great. Um, when you take a, a newcomer class, when you start in September, obviously big challenges. What happens throughout the year? Do they eventually? I don't know. Opt out. Uh, yeah, graduate out. Yeah, yeah. they, they do. work. It, yeah. You know, it, de-
1: it it depends on the school. Um, at our school, generally, we keep them for the whole year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, it's great because it's we can form a little community,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they become much more outgoing. I think sure. than if they had to move right away, and. Then we test them, so for example, I have somebody who's reading at a pretty high level and came in with a lot of transferable skills. Mm-hmm. So I can, already I've asked um, a coworker if she would take um, a couple of them for math uh-huh. who are able to okay. do grade level math. Mm-hmm. And so that's a nice balance. Sure. Um, so we'll see how the year goes, see mm-hmm. how the rest of his language yeah. goes. See so we do case by case basis. And they would probably mainstream right within your building? Yes. Okay. And then we'll, t- we'll have the um, access test, um, and then we'll look and see if they got a you know, level three, sure. study three, mm-hmm. and then we'll look at for next year, whether they go on to my colleague's newcomer class
2: or okay. whether they'll go to mainstream.
0: What the right. placement might be. Right. Now, yeah.
2: um, is this grant something that you need to reapply for every year?
1: Yes. So, uh, I st- um, right. So. I haven't seen everybody reapply, so I... Okay. Um, but I do have... Is this some, your first year with it? It was my first year with it, um, okay. and then I still have some, some in the bank, but it's you know, it's okay. classified, so I have to use it just for translation. Okay. Um, so I was meeting with a couple of my other L colleagues across the district, and mm-hmm. so we're talking about trying to get some other things translated that might be useful. Oh, great. So reach great. out to me if yeah. you want to do that.
2: Yeah. Do you have a lot of collaborative time with other L teachers? No. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an issue. No. I bet you would love to have more.
0: Sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can put that on the list. The big list. For someone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The wish list. The wish list, exactly.
2: Holly, how how long does it take, say, for example, when you get a brand new student Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year, and you probably get several at at one time, but for a brand new student who has absolutely no English-speaking skills at all, how long does it take for that particular child or those children to gain at least some conversational English from the beginning of the year through the end of the year? What do you see as um, like a guideline as to when that student would be able to engage in conversation? I see a couple different uh, versions,
1: um, a couple different profiles. One, I would say, um, most of the students are are have some kind of conversational language um, after Christmas.
2: Okay.
1: Some before. Um, if the student is coming from uh, with an academic experience, so I have from some another, students from another country, okay. they've gone to first grade somewhere else. Okay. now they're coming in second grade. They're bringing a lot of transferable skills. They've mm-hmm. had a lot of language in their home language. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of experience mm-hmm. uh, in school with their home language, those students make uh, progress much faster. Quicker, yeah. If they've learned to read, they, they're they going much faster. They're just translating. Mm-hmm. Other students who've not counted, not been read to, mm-hmm. um, they're silent much longer, and the academic progress takes years.
2: Of course it does. Uh, we've seen research for that. For Let's say, for example, you get, do you get um, students at the testing age, MCAS. We do. I don't personally, but we do at our school. Yes. So, what happens with them if they come in brand new to the school? I understand they don't. They don't take the assessment the first year they're in the school. Do they take it the second year? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Are they ready to take a test like that? Some.
1: Some are. Um, a lot of them work very hard in math, and they've got their mm. computational skills. Math is usually and, the first. Um, and degree some of, them, of success. Yes. Yeah. Um, some of them come in with great skills, and um, you know, they do. You know, they do a nice job. But it's not everybody comes on the same playing field. Of course, exactly. Not. Yeah. Of course not. And, but it is fun. It is fun to see um, some students who may not even have that language, um, spoken language. Who, by the middle of the year, they know what I'm talking about. They, okay. um, they have you know, some comprehension. They have. Yeah, yeah. They know the rules. They understand what you're saying. They're just going to be a silent
2: a little bit longer than the rest yeah. of them. And that's perfectly understandable. Sure. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has to be quite the learning experience, not only for them, but for you Yes. as the teacher.
1: Right, because I base what I do often on who they are. Mm-hmm. So who's coming in, who do I have in front of me, mm-hmm. and uh, when are they ready to move on? I learn a lot from them. Yeah,
0: exactly, Holly. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing. I know that uh, we're going to put the link to your website on our web page, our URL for this podcast, and uh, we'll also link to the Matzal grant, so that if anyone else wants to apply for it, they'll at least know where to go for information. And if somebody would like some more assistance or has questions okay to contact you by email.
1: Absolutely, and also uh, when Kara helped me um, set up the website, we designed it in such a way that it could easily be uh, localized. So you just pop out our pictures and be able to put your- Oh, that's terrific. Your your pictures in from your school. So if anybody else wants to do it, it should be pretty seamless. She helped me uh, carry that. That's terrific. Uh, Thanks for having me. Thanks for all you do for all of us. thank you. thank you too. Thank you,
0: it's terrific to be able to hear what other teachers are doing in the district. I know that was something that as a, when I was an active teacher I always wished I could know what someone else was doing because there's some pretty amazing things going on. That
2: there. plus the collaboration part. Yeah, yeah. I, I always hoped that we would have had more time to interact with colleagues at the same level from other schools, yeah. not just within yeah. the same school.
0: So well, that we can still hope. Yes. <laughs> we'll get there one day. All right. Well, thanks, Holly, for sharing this Thank information. Thank you, Holly. Uh, we encourage our listeners to go to our podcast website, www.utl495-straighttalk.com, where we will post some of the links to Holly's Google website and other items of interest. If you would like to get in touch with Holly, her LPSD email address is hflurry. H- f-l-e-u-r-y at lowell.k12.ma.us. Thank you for tuning into this episode. We welcome your general comments and feedback. If you have suggestions for future podcasts or if you're aware of UTL members who might be willing to share their experiences and expertise, send us an email at utl Talk at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Amy Bisson with Mickey Dumont, wishing you a great week.